Chapter 13 The Wolfsbane Potion Standing in his bedroom window, Sirius stared down into the back garden of Lupin Lodge, turning a roll of parchment over and over in his hands. Remus was in the garden, working steadily in the dirt, hunched over a patch of small, green shoots. The pale light of the overcast sun glinted on his graying hair, which fell into his eyes as he pulled up weeds and smoothed down soil. He settled back on his knees eventually, and surveyed his work with a peaceful smile, as if nothing was awry in the world. He looked perfectly content and free from fear. It made Sirius sick. Tonight, a full moon would rise, and Remus would be subject to it, as he always was. Only this time it would be worse. Sirius couldn't even begin to calculate how much worse. Remus might transform fully in that tiny little shed, and if he did, there was no telling what he'd do to himself. At least, when he'd been a child in the shrieking shack, there had been rooms to tear up and furniture to smash. Sirius looked from Remus's bowed head to the slanted metal structure in the corner of the garden, studying its locks and bolts. Remus hadn't been forced to transform there since his school days. He was a grown man now. He'd tear himself apart. But he was really going to do this. Sirius clenched his teeth in anger. Remus was supposed to be the thoughtful one, studious and quiet, precautionary, or so everyone at Hogwarts had assumed, anyway. It had been impossible not to trust his soft, flecked eyes and thin, professoral stature. He had the sort of face that made people want to listen and reflect, and his unassuming self-possession had been an essential element of all successful marauder operations. Sirius had created loud diversions, James had played innocent, Peter had been legitimately clueless, Lily had scolded, all while Remus had slipped away to do the real damage. Sirius leaned his forehead on the window and watched Remus now, wishing everything. Wishing he hadn't ruined their lives, first of all. Everything that was terrible resulted directly from his own stupidity, and he would never, ever be free of that. He wished again and again, with an agonizing futility, that he had been the secret keeper. Then Lily and James would be alive, and Harry would be with them. Then he and Remus wouldn't be a makeshift parenting unit for his godson and his godson's friends. Then Ginny wouldn't even be here, making a complicated element of their lives even more painful. Ginny had no idea what this was going to be like. She thought she did. She thought she'd seen everything. Sirius laughed bitterly to himself. He remembered thinking the same thing at her age. He granted that she had seen more, at seventeen, than he had been exposed to, but she was still behaving with teenaged recklessness, as if all things were immortal. She was treating Remus's condition as if it was something to be experimented with. Of course, it was easy for her. She had never seen Remus come back to his human state, bleeding and gasping and sobbing. She had never seen his eyes in the moments before transformation, vacant and full of self-hatred all at once. She had never seen him shake and stumble like a toddler getting his legs, something terribly painful to watch in a fully grown man. She'll know tonight. Sirius tried to banish the thought, but he couldn't. He wanted very much to have faith in Ginny's ability. Now that the potion had been administered, he hoped nothing more than that it would work. But he simply didn't see how it could and he wanted to throttle her for going about her business so matter-of-factly, as if she were working toward a given result. 
She had shown no concern for Remus's well-being, no fear that she might fail. She had been willful and obstinate and very cutting whenever Sirius had suggested to her that the consequences of this procedure were far greater than she had considered. And seven days ago, despite his protestations and many angry words, she had handed a goblet full of steaming gray liquid to Remus, who had taken it without a murmur. It was Remus with whom Sirius was most angry. Ginny was acting her age. Remus should have known better. He should have known, at the very least, to take Sirius's concerns into consideration. Instead, he had brushed off all fears and concerns with light words and thin smiles. He had spent the past week gardening and marking up case files, saying nothing about the anguish that tonight might bring. Sirius had begged him to think again, before taking the first dose. But Remus had only laughed mildly, in his way, and reminded Sirius that it was his own business what he chose to do about the wolf, and no one else's. Those words had wounded. Deeply. Sirius had considered the wolf to be his business ever since he had discovered Remus's lysanthropy at the age of eleven, at which point he had made the study of animagi his entire extracurricular life. James had helped, of course, but James had Quidditch to think of, and Lily to go after. Peter had assisted as a lackey would, fetching books and jotting down notes. It had been Sirius, studying and thinking and experimenting and failing, who had ultimately conquered the process. It had been Sirius who had transformed, first, into the enormous bear-like dog who bore the closest responsibility for corralling the wolf. It had also been Sirius who spent the bulk of his time for twelve miserable years as Padfoot, remembering Mooney remembering the smell of his animal companion, and whining for him. But apparently Remus believed that a person who could spend his entire childhood working to protect him and his entire adulthood pining to be with him should then be capable of turning his back and allowing the wolf to be his business. Apparently, Remus didn't care if he ripped himself into pieces that Sirius would have to witness, as he had witnessed the last of Lily, and James, and Peter, Sirius turned away from the window and looked down at the parchment in his hands. He had only one element of control left over the situation, and he would have to use it. He didn't want to bring more pain into this than there already was, but he had promised Bill that he would let him know if Ginny carried through with the wolfsbane potion. In truth, he hadn't said another word to Bill. He cursed himself for letting the information slip in the first place. But they would owe the Weasleys some sort of protection for Ginny, for the consequences of Remus's decision. Not that Ginny could be spared the grief if anything should happen to Remus tonight. Nor should she be. Remus gripped the parchment, steeled himself, and went for the stairs. <laughs>